Hello and welcome to the final A take of the series with me, Alex. And with me, Adam. This week on the podcast, we will, as always, discuss some of the hot topics in the week. We have all our usual features and are talking to not one, but two special guests. Yes, and just before we start, as always, we are all abiding by social distancing still. So once again, let's begin. So let's get underway with our personal highlights of the week. I will begin, Alex, and this one, as you know me, I like to do things a little bit differently. Never. <laughs> um, it's a constant. So I'm, to, <laughs> so I'm going to do that again this week, and it's more of a podcast heart of the week, really, because obviously this is the last one of the series, as we've said, unfortunately, but I want to say kind of a thank you and kind of a wow to all the countries that have, over the last nine weeks, been listening to the A&A take. So if you live in any of the following countries and you have listened then thank first of all thank you secondly this is it's i think it's amazing this has gone as global as it has but we've had obviously the uk which you'd expect then 19 from australia 15 from india 12 from the us 10 from new zealand 10 from ireland nine from canada and then a handful from slovenia spain the netherlands gibraltar is it a country is it not let's not go there <laughs> germany <laughs> and brazil i think brazil Brazil, wow. yeah, Brazil's a new one. Someone in Brazil's listened recently, so thank you to you if you're listening again this week. It's honestly, I think, quite incredible that people have listened to the ANA take from around the world. I always wonder if they understand all of the jokes that we've ever said. Do they translate <laughs> as well into different languages? Or yeah, you're I do hope that they speak English too and that they actually know what's going on, but I don't know. They might not. They might just like the music at the start. <laughs> or they just like the, they like the British accent. That's what it is. Yeah, all that, yeah. it's, it's all yeah, about the accent. Yeah. Great stuff. Um, so my one, I, I've really struggled this week um, because dissertation has been handed in. Um, however, what I have worked out, because you know I'm an avid runner at the moment. Yes. I've actually worked out since uh, lockdown started. I have not obviously one after the other or in full, but I have, um, <laughs> I've actually ran uh, 11 and a half marathons um, since lockdown has began. Um, so, so I'm like quite impressed. Months. Pardon? So, so like four months then, you've, that is, isn't it? Yes, so that's like four months. So it's about three marathons a month. Yes, yeah. That's, that's very impressive. It's a lot of miles in, in, on the road, but um, yeah, I'm quite proud of that. It's quite an achievement yeah. to say that I, I've done that. Have you ever actually ran a full marathon before? No, it is on my bucket list. I have done a half marathon. Um, I did the Great North Run, um, but when I finished that, the thought of thinking I have to turn this around and run it all over it. again, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm feeling with a lot of confidence, yeah. so it's possible. I'd like to do the London Marathon. Um, yeah. However, it's a very long way to run. Yeah, it is. Okay, so the topic of this week's podcast is the music and entertainment industry. Indeed it is. An area of people's lives that is probably the hardest to get restarted post-lockdown. The theatre and music industries have found it tough in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. Yes, and to talk us through it, a sort of, should I say, semi-professional band, I think, whose debut EP launch of all their own songs had been postponed and gig money has obviously ceased. So please welcome Sam and Martha, or Martha and Sam, we haven't decided yet, which around they want their names to go. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good morning. Um, brilliant. Very happy to be on the show. I've been listening avidly, and it's nice to actually appear. You're a special guest. You Very are a special, special guest. So for people who obviously won't know this, um, myself, I, am, I was in a band called Adam's Shed, named after 
my very own shed and sam here was also in that very band so we so we do know each other and then sam decided he didn't want to be with us anymore and so split with us and ended up joining a band with martha who's also his girlfriend should we put it like that because i know i know i know i know you don't like being being referred to as an item so uh, so i definitely can't say that so basically sam you were the robbie williams of the take that you were the split i was the Robbie Williams of Adam's shed. <laughs> I was the one that most people fancied. I think that's what we're saying. <laughs> oh, oh. So obviously, uh, c- coronavirus has affected everybody's life. It's affected your lives individually and together as well as a band. Obviously, you've had no gigs, you've had no income. You had your own songs written out, you're ready to launch it. Now you can't, that has to be put back. How how's it all been? How's it how have you struggled through it? I mean, it's had its advantages. We've been stuck together for fifteen weeks now, which means we've been yeah. able to write quite a bit of music, mm. haven't we? Yeah. But um yeah, the loss of being able to do anything live is quite bizarre. I mean even being able to go and see things and gain inspiration from that, we've just not been able to have any of it at all. And so, yeah, it has been quite tough, but it has had its bonuses. We've learned a lot of new things and I think we've become better at what we do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It. But we, we're now in the position where we really need things to come back so that we can yeah. push on what we're doing. Otherwise, we're just kind of stuck with a load of music, not being able to really share yeah. it with anyone. So I suppose as well, how do you think then once lockdown's finished that um, the music industry or the entertainment industry actually will come back? Do you think it will be as it was before or do you think people will be a lot more hesitant to go to live gigs because, and I've done it, we all are now listening to, we're doing it, we all listen to podcasts from home, people are having parties and gardens and at home. Do you think there will be that huge bounce back to normality? Um, not straight away. I think it's something that will happen. Like it, it's got to happen. It will happen. But when it, when that's going to be, and if the, if it, if everything crashes before that, it's just got a long, a further way to go to get back to normal. And I think that will just depend on time and funding. Yeah, can, you, can, you, can you see yourself being in a situation where you, where you have a gig, let's say September, October time, and no one turns up, and that's not because it's you, because they, they don't want to see you. It's because they don't they don't dare go out and be that close to people. I think, yeah, I think people. I think it's either of two, isn't it? Either there'll yeah. be loads of people because everyone's not seen any live performances, or yeah. like no one. Yeah, because I think personally, I'm really looking forward to being able to see live performances again, but I also really don't want to go when it's not safe. Yeah. So I, even personally, I struggle about, oh, I can go, but should I? I think that will be a struggle for quite a long time for quite a lot of people in terms of live entertainment. And obviously theatres and venues are, you know, in the coming months going to slowly be reopening. There's a lot of talk around their plans around, do you have to be social distanced in that um, whether or not you have to sit like four seats apart between different rows. Do you think, um, in a way, would you be happy to perform knowing that maybe there was only 15% of the capacity actually in there? Um, or do you almost see that as a waste of time and would rather sacrifice maybe another couple of months, but then know 
that you can actually perform to a full a full crowd? I think performing to a full crowd is always good and is always a lot more fun when you've got more people, you get a really good reaction. Mm. But I think it gets to a point where we're going to miss performing so much that we're going to have to do it. We're just going to want to do it no matter. It could be one person in the middle because the venue's so small, you can only fit one person in it. <laughs> but if we're performing, <laughs> I think at that point it's fine. And it allows you to have like a springboard for ideas though. Yeah. It's almost like a test because obviously we've been writing original stuff and we've not been able to perform that live yet. So maybe it might be a blessing that we can only perform to 15 people. Yeah, it could be horrific. <laughs> You're not going to get booed off the stage. <laughs> yeah. And even if we are, it's not going to be as loud as a full. Yeah. <laughs> it's it overwhelming. Yeah. So obviously you're both at separate universities doing music related courses. I think I'd say Sam, you're just doing music, very simple and straightforward. Martha, you're yes. doing, let me get this right. <clears throat> theatre and, no, no, oh, I did not. <laughs> Music, comma, theatre and performance. Oh, I'm going to say, right, okay. Still, it, so what actually is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's um, half music, half theatre, basically. It's basically a joint honours with yeah. half music, half theatre. I'm not quite sure yet where the performance comes in. <laughs> I think... <laughs> Yeah, you can kind of choose to do it or not, but that's that's the title of the the course. Right. So, kind to both of you, but I think I think specifically to you, really, there, Mark, based on that, have your degrees been impossible to do from online learning since March? And going forwards, if you can't get back into a classroom environment or 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 or, or a study environment on campus until perhaps the new year, how's that going to affect what you do? I mean, it's already affected everything quite a lot um, in terms of like studying and obviously the performance part of the degree you can't do. You can't really do, you can do monologues, virtual monologues, but anything to do with other people, which is a massive part of the degree with like physical contact, you can't really have a rehearsal space over Zoom. It just doesn't really work. Um I mean, in some ways, I've quite enjoyed not being able to do that because it gives you time to look at the research behind it. And I'm learning things that I wouldn't learn there because I'd be in a rehearsal room, whereas now I can do like stuff online and kind of take my own route about it. But mm-hmm. everything performance-based has been postponed or cancelled. Yeah. Um, How are you, Sam? I mean, it's not too bad because I'm quite a music nerd. Everything I, every, pretty much all the modules I chose were very theoretical and very academic. Yeah. And so I've been doing electronic composition where I've just had to sit on my laptop and mess around with vocals. I've been doing like music psychology where I've just had to write essays about psychology. It's barely a music degree at that point. Yeah, <laughs> I think, <laughs> but um, the teaching that I got was really good, and the support I got was really good. And so for me, nothing much actually changed. Mm-hmm. I know going back next year, I'm doing a lot of kind of studio work. I'm trying to learn a lot more technology, and that's going to be really difficult because studios are notoriously tiny. 
And <laughs> if you're trying to record with more than one person, it's going to be a pain. Yeah. yeah. But I think generally, the same with Martha, it's given opportunities for me to learn different things that I wasn't already going to do mm-hmm. and kind of push myself in a new direction that I didn't think I was going to go in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, on a slightly different point, I'm based in London and I love going to the theatre. Uh, the West End is an, a fantastic place. Um, how do you feel? Do you think you, you've missed actually yourself going to see things? And I know some theatre companies and um, they've done like live streaming of different uh, productions. I think the Shakespeare thing did something mm-hmm. over Facebook where you could watch it. Do you think that still has the same effect and do you think that's maybe even going to be a new norm for a while where people can see the show but over facebook or instagram something like that um and do you think do you think it's as good no i think it's a good um like adapting way of showing theater and still having the arts around and about but i mean it's for me anyway it's nothing compared to going to see it live um, it's a completely different experience. Um, and obviously like the RSC have been put, putting shows up, but it's not, it's not as intimate. It's not, I mean, I think it is going to be more, obviously more, um, common now, but I don't know for me anyway, I would still rather go to see it live. And do you think maybe as a, as a, um, an artist will call you that as a, um, as a generic term that, because of this, though, people that actually your customers have now seen that I know when you go to see a show in London, you can pay, you know, £200 plus for some of the best seats. Um, do you think actually it's going to be a struggle to get those people back in? Because if, if they've seen they can watch uh, something from Shakespeare or a West End show over Facebook and they haven't got to go to London or they haven't got to pay, do you think it's going to be quite difficult to get some customers back? Because I think throughout lockdown, a lot of people may have seen that they can do things, but for half the price. Yeah. I mean, so Hamilton's just come out on Disney Plus and that is notoriously expensive to go and see. I think it's... I mean, 200 um, quid upwards. Isn't it? Yeah, it's very expensive. And obviously Disney Plus have just put a version out that's £5.99 £5, a month and you can mm-hmm. watch it as many times as you want. Different angles, different shots, different you know perspectives on it and you know i i wanted to go and see hamilton before i hadn't seen it and i've watched it now and i'd still like to go and see it but i feel like somebody who didn't want to go and see it quite as much live then just wouldn't bother yeah and obviously that's the money that needs to help the theaters and the artists so obviously as you said you are not just together in terms of a band but you are together as well as people um how's how is that like i mean you just said before that you know that you that you've been um that you've been locked down with each other for 15 weeks i mean have you have you produced songs like you find on like Fleetwood Mac rumors where where all the members are slagging each other off in their own songs and you have to sing about how sam leaves his pants on the floor and stuff like that or is that or has that not been the case and is it actually a better thing i mean i hope the lyrics that she's been writing haven't been <laughs> a sly dig at me i mean it would it would be a bit odd if they were, but I don't think you've been writing mean things. About no, me, I mean, it's hard because a lot of songs revolve around heartbreak. And I can't really write about that. I mean, I can, 
But then I feel like I feel like you'd be like, "Why are you writing this song?" Why don't I just leave you for a week? And then... <laughs> yeah, that'll give us some good writing inspiration. Yeah. Um, if we leave each other for a week, my 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 music guitar writing get darker will become and dark. edgier, <laughs> and I'll start screaming. Yeah, I'll end up as a, a dark metal band. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it does have its pros and cons. Yeah. And what are they? I we mean, can argue like that. Yeah, we can argue freely without worrying. If we weren't together and we were friends, say. Yeah. I think we'd be a bit... We'd step around each other a bit more. If I don't like something, I, w- I will just, just yeah. say it. Because we have a kind of a... <laughs> Very open. A quote-unquote trust. Yeah. But yeah. we just say things, and we don't mean it personally, even though sometimes we probably do. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So obviously as well, you've got, um, we said before about this, your EP launch, which couldn't go ahead. Just, just, just talk us through exactly what, what that is and what's on it and stuff like that. Okay, so we've been writing an EP, a collection, a small collection of songs, not quite an album, for about a year and a half now. Yeah, quite a while. Quite a long time. It's been a very slow burner. We've got five songs, six songs. I'd hope you know how many songs you do have. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a couple. It depends what we count as finished. Okay. We've got some like choruses, some verses, yeah. some full songs, some instrumental. Yeah, we've got a lot of ideas that we still need to pull together. But mm. we had we had four songs that we had finished and we'd started recording and that we never got a chance to finish then recording. Then we went to uni, didn't we? Yeah, and then we went to uni and then we started recording them at your uni and then before we had a chance to finish <laughs> recording them all, we had to go. Yeah. And so yeah. I think the plan was possibly to release something this summer yeah. and we might still end up doing that, but not as an EP because we've not had the chance because of the coronavirus to actually do it. But we it have got like a lot timing. more background. It looks like timings have not been on your side in all of this. <laughs> You've uh, it, really thrown under the bus a little bit. It's, I mean, it's given us a different opportunity though, because now we're looking at writing more of a full album. Yeah. Because the amount we've been able to create is just pushing us forward and we're going to end up with a much larger collection of songs so that when we do we've got more and they're probably going to be a better standard because we've had 15 weeks to argue about them yeah indeed (laughs) (laughs) and you're also and you're also going to play as one of those songs at the end of the show to see the series out that is right isn't it yes and that song will subsequently at some point in the next few weeks be released on spotify so we are going to be the first listeners of this new song Yes, and that is very exciting for you, I'm sure. It is. And just before um, we finish on this one, I just want to say, when you do make it into being famous, just remember where you started and when you're sat on the Graham Norton, Graham Norton uh, sofa and you're being interviewed, just remember you were on the uh, A&A podcast first. <laughs> it's where it all yeah. starts. We will be Adam Shedd, Sam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Adam Shedd is <laughs> Get the guys back. We can play actually, no, actually, this is... There's one more thing I want to say because because currently you're under the working band name, should we say, is is Rose. That's right, isn't it? Which Martha's your yes. middle name. That's right. But yeah. you, but, but I think I think right saying that you're, that you're not happy with that name. 
Not no. not hundred percent. No, we've been through quite a lot already, haven't we? But yeah. Well, obviously, as you know, we get listeners around around the globe on the A and A take. So anyone who's listening who thinks, "Oh, I've got a cool band name they can have," let us know, and we'll and we'll, and we'll pass it on. Who knows? You could have a new you could have a new name from this show. All right, so stick with us, Sam Arthur. I'd like your input on the next couple of sections as well, which, first of all, is Alex's choice. Yes, it is. And I've, I've got to be honest with you, Adam, I have struggled a little bit trying to think of something this week. After about 14 weeks of lockdown and nothing really changing, um, it is hard <laughs> to find random things to bring to your attention. However, yeah. I still think I've had a, a quick think, and um, in line with a little bit more of the entertainment world, I've decided to bring with you a small rant about those annoying people that sit in cinemas or theatres and make the noise munching throughout the entire show. Now, <laughs> they are... Being... Is this a to get Sam? Yes, I can see that as well. I, I have to, I, I'm sorry, Sam, but I cannot stand those people. You, you, you go That's to a That's cinema... Not true. <laughs> you go to a cinema or you go to a theatre and you can see them straight off. They're the people with the biggest box of popcorn or the big drink or the, the, like they're the kids with all the hot dogs. And you just know it's going to be a bad show because all and you can just <laughs> predict that they're going to be sat like two rows behind you or two rows in front of you. And it's going to be constant, constant noise. Um, I remember when I went to go and see Avengers Endgame, one of the most you know, waited, anticipated for films. And you're watching everybody walk in and I'm thinking, please don't be sat near me because I need to concentrate about this film. Um, and I remember one chap was sat a little bit far away from me on the same row and he was munching throughout the whole, the whole thing. It got to the point where somebody next to him, who was clearly an even bigger Avengers fan than me, just looked at him and said, can you please be quiet? I'm trying to concentrate. Um, so I think it's possibly a frustration that we, we all find. And I think they need to be aware of the, the, the noise level that they just seem to give off. Uh, I, I think that, that to avoid that, if you only go to the cinema to watch 18 rated or 15, 15 rated films, then you're not going to get those. To be fair, actually, I'm saying that, it isn't, it isn't always kids are eating popcorn. Sometimes it's, no. it's middle-aged men, you know. Exactly. <laughs> so actually, I'll take that. Yeah, good point. Yeah. What do you two think? I don't do that. <laughs> I... You can't drink without going. <laughs> <laughs> I am quite good at choking on my drink, but I think that's not a loud eater. That's that's a difficulty of mine. I um, think another another sort of thing with all of this is when people also leave their phone on, or and then oh, they dash yeah. up and then take a call, and it's happened to me multiple times. I think. Are you stupid or something? They quite clearly <laughs> tell you to turn the phone off or yeah. put it on silent. And the next minute, the whole row is vibrating while some chap's iPhone in the back pocket just starts <laughs> going off. And I mean, come on, it's not difficult to, to make these, uh, make these d- decisions when you go in to see a cinema film. It shouldn't be that I hard. Think, I think that if, someone in, if someone's bought like a big bag of popcorn and spent probably about 15 quid on it, yeah. I think, honestly, they're entitled to do what they want when they get inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll remind you of that, Adam. When, you, when your band, Adam Sheds, come back, I'll come down and watch you with a huge bag of popcorn <laughs> and a drink and just sit there munching and making a mess and yeah, noise. And then, uh, then we'll see if you think the same thing when you're still on stage and nobody can hear your saxophone. 
Yeah, well, I'll give you that. Yeah, fair point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better than the singing, though. Oh, I mean, let sure. you, let's, let's not go there. Let's just not go there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. It's time for the final five. And last week's challenge was set by myself. To make it sort of related to what the whole show's been about, I wanted us to both write a poem. And we've got two musicians, so we may as well ask them to decide the winner as well. So, Alex, I've, have you found it difficult this week? Like, I thought... Both of us, I thought, would struggle a little bit, but have you found it difficult this week? In all fairness, I didn't mind last night, but we had a barbecue last night and I had more to drink than I've had in a long time, which I think probably just helped <laughs> me write something. I just thought, <laughs> I'm going to put this down. I'm by far no poet. I didn't really enjoy English, in, in, even though I was all right English, but I never really enjoyed it, maybe because of the teacher. Um, <laughs> I won't mention yeah. the name. Um, so yeah, it wasn't as easy as some of the other ones. I've, you know what? I've set you lovely challenges throughout this. I've asked you to find a childhood <laughs> memory or have a go at meditation. Things anybody can do. You've yeah. now challenged us to basically write half of a song. Yeah, I have. I, and I, I'd like you to go first, Alex, because I think I reckon that both of us will have done better than we think we've done in our heads. That's what I think. <sighs> You know what? You I, you know, the funny thing is, I genuinely feel remotely nervous about this because it's like, is, is it is it crap? <laughs> right, see. come on then. Are you ready? Are you ready for the anticipation? Not only we're we just hearing our first song um, from the band Rose, we're also hearing two new released poems. It's going to go viral. <laughs> I can't, Alex. I can't hear how, how excited I am to hear this. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, it might be on the album. Yeah, we'll write, we'll set them to music. <laughs> Fantastic. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. The lockdown took hold, the nation came to a stop, leaving Alex, one of the co-host's hair, in an urgent need of a chop. Working from home had become a new norm. The NHS support had taken over the country, just like a perfect storm. A new normal was created, interacting through a virtual world, and the thought of a new podcast made Adam give us a twirl. What could possibly go wrong with a journalist and a marketeer? But the thought of bad reviews instilled Alex with overwhelming fear. <laughs> <laughs> a series plan was put into place, and I have to admit it was hard to keep up with the pace. Weekly production calls over everyone's favourite app Zoom, yet every Sunday it felt like we were just sat in the same room. Meditation, quizzes and stories. I think we've taken this podcast with ease. Alex's choice continues to remain unpredictable and the week's final five challenges have never been done. Who could imagine we're at the end of our first series with a loyal listening from home and overseas? Debate, guests and the world news. At the end of this pandemic, Adam, we're going on a cruise. <laughs> to not. all of the <laughs> listeners out there, we say a huge thank you. Be sure to enjoy this last episode with one of your favourite brews. Ten episodes published, everyone with a different blend. Yet for me, the best thing I've learned is more about a real friend. Oh, that, there you go. That was beautiful. Thank you. That was that was that was, that was, that was really really good. Yeah, mine's Boxing. mine more of a Mickey yeah. take. So I'm I'm really sorry to bring it all back down again with mine. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> I, just took, I wrote that in like twenty minutes. Wow, that's impressive. impressive. That, that that was that was really good. Yeah, I I I'm not gonna lie. When I set this challenge and I thought we can get these to decide the, the winners, I thought I mean it'll be a bit of a laugh and I'll win. Uh, I'm, I'm now not so sure I am gonna win this, but um, <laughs> but let's see. So I've done mine in the form of a limerick, but I've done sort of three three verse limerick. Okay, 
So here we go. It is time to take a break from doing the ANA take. We've learned that finding stuff to talk about other than COVID is hard, that Alex had the bloody Harrods card, and that no one should ever cook a microwavable cake. Listeners all over the land hearing the series sung out by a band. Thanks to those who listen in India, Canada, New Zealand, and Slovenia, and to everyone en route who has given us a listen or a hand. But we hope you've all found this podcast a hit, hopefully full of info, insight, and wit. Can you believe we started in the middle of lockdown back in May? But now all that is left to say is we hope no one thinks, God, those poems were shocking. <laughs> nice one. So it's up to you two, I think, to decide the winner. I, I mean, I, I can't, I can't speak for my own one. But I think to say none of us are poets, none of us I do that sort of thing. I think they were both okay at least. What? Who do you think was the best? Right? Are we gonna? We, we've got to discuss really? this thoroughly. No. Um, <laughs> I think I like the wit in Adams. Mm. I think Adams was a mechanically better poem. Yeah. It had it had a nice bounce to it, but, but Alex's Ad- but Ad- was very touching. Yeah, Adams didn't make me go, oh, that's so cute. I want to give him a hug. Yeah. Are we going for the huggable poem or the funny poem? What a question. Ooh. Not a question you thought you'd be asked half an hour ago, is it, that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> Go on, then. Let, we'll count down from three and we'll both say what we think. Well, okay, that's good. Uh, oh, no. You ready? No. You ready? No. They both start with an A. I need to think about this. I need to remember. No. So, just that's think. what's called the A and A take. Oh, oh, no. Say the name. <laughs> say the name. Okay. Um, what if we say different names? Then it's a we draw. have to push you for a decision here. It's like being on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Come on, we'll wait <laughs> You ready? Yeah. Three... Two, one, Alex. Alex. (laughs) There we are then. (laughs) I think that's how it has to be finished on that one. It's it's an equal win there, Mr. Hassel. Yeah. All right then. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Well, that is us done, not just for this week, but for the first series on the A&A Take. Yes, you can still find us on social media by searching for the ANA Take on Twitter and Facebook. As always, please feel free to send in your thoughts on anything we've discussed today and to keep track of when we will return for Series 2 of the ANA Take. Yes, indeed. We're going to have a little bit of time off, but we will return later in 2020 for Series 2. We do hope you can all join us then, but now playing the series out with their own song, it is Sam and Martha slash Martha and Sam slash Rose. Drill 